0: Hello and welcome back to Why Morocco, a bi-weekly podcast dedicated to spotlighting some of the inspiring and creative personalities who share my love of the North African Kingdom of Morocco. My name's Mandy Sinclair, PR consultant and freelance writer, Tasting Marrakesh food and cultural tours owner and host of this podcast. As you sit back and listen, it's my hope that you'll leave feeling inspired to pay a visit or motivated to start planning that trip to the Kingdom of Morocco. This week, I've stepped out of the studio and sat Oceanside with Shiraz Kaseba, a fabulous businesswoman and creative I met when we worked together on the launch of her yoga retreat center, Tamazirt Bayamur, near Tarazut on the Atlantic coast. Shiraz and I share a similar journey in how we ended up in Morocco. We both came out on solo holidays before eventually returning and setting up our own businesses. As a creative, she has a real knack for designing beautiful spaces and attracting a cool clientele. Her first project, Emmy Surf, is the top hostel in Terra Zoot, and she's known for the octopus tagine. She serves guests on their picture-perfect rooftop terrace overlooking the ocean. Then, last year, she created one of my absolute favorite spaces in Morocco, Tamazir Bayamior, a dedicated yoga retreat center in the rolling Anti Atlas Mountains with views of the Atlantic Ocean. I attended as many yoga retreats my schedule would allow and loved wandering through the Argan forest that surrounded the house and meeting other creatives in between yoga classes in the rooftop shala. So let's listen in as Shiraz talks about leaving her London life behind to live her dream in Terrazout near Ergadir. We're sat here uh, overlooking the Atlantic Ocean near Terrazout, and this is the place that you call home in Morocco. And it's also home to some of the best surfing in the country. So can you tell listeners how you ended up in Terrazout, please? Um, I came to
1: Morocco in 2010 for like a holiday, It was like my first solo trip, and then um, I didn't do much surfing, but I did some, it was fun, Until it was much smaller then, uh, and then I came back with my kids in 2014, I met my partner here, and then um, as I was freelancing I could come back and forth quite a lot. But then I decided to, I wanted to leave London and um, and I'd always wanted to, I wanted, to, <laughs> um, I wanted to open up a hostel, like a surf hostel before and when I met my hands it was, seemed like the right person, the right time, the right place
0: mm-hmm.
1: to, to start. Yeah.
0: Because in London you were a director of photography, uh, you were working in films, you, were, you had mm. quite a creative life, no? Yeah, it was, it was, it was good. but I know, I know it's always Uh, good, but I had that same feeling when I was in Canada. It was good, but it wasn't uh, like, there's just that, like what we get in Morocco, the everyday life of like the unknown. That's what lacks for me when I go to Canada.
1: Yeah. I mean, like working in London, it was, it was a creative job and I was like, had freedom and, you know, I was getting quite, um, I was getting to a place where I could, you know, getting, picking up much more work, but it was relentless and, um, Producers are always trying to cut your rate. Um, you'd spend a month looking for a job. Uh, it's very competitive. Um, yeah, so it was good fun. It was good fun. I do miss film, but um, you know, being it's it still
0: I still think it's quite a creative life I'm living now. Anyway, absolutely, because you've created this really. Um, first of all you started with your uh, Surf Youth Hostel and yeah. you created what is a quite a cool space it's the number one hostel in TripAdvisor isn't it? Yeah so it's up there it's pretty yeah it's really like we started
1: that with nothing you know just a
0: like with nothing and
1: worked really hard building that and the sort of I guess the brand um, and we didn't have we didn't have investors or mm-hmm. anything but we worked to you know, put our heart and soul into the place and it's a really, it is, of course, what you make some really interesting people going through that. Yeah. You know, people from like 50, 60 year olds to, you know, they people on their first trip abroad on their, you know, without their mum. Uh-huh. So it's quite funny. It is funny. And then you, like, I mean, some people, like, really, you're like, oh my God, wow. My <laughs> <laughs> like house, you. Know, I remember one guy he'd, he would who's an Australian guy, who worked, He's like, I don't know, 19, 18, 20 maybe, something like that, Maximum 20. And he, he worked in the mines in Australia for like two years solid so he could save up for a world wow. trip. And he'd like, you know, 100, 150 grand he'd saved up just by working in these mines. So he could just go and surf around the world at 20 years,
0: Because hostels, I mean, I remember when I was back like in the 20s and backpacking across Europe, hostels were not exactly like the comfiest places to stay necessarily but I feel like you you're part of this generation of like hostels that are we, taking comfort yeah. and I
1: mean like it's not like a hostel in Budapest where it's just about boozing mm-hmm. you know and it's a booze booze, and you take people out and you're gonna be like pissed every night yeah it's you know it's like holistic not holistic I mean it's like a way of gathering people together on affordable holidays a lot of fun um you get good food so you have like you know, we've got accredited staff, teachers. We've used like, you know, te- yoga teachers with you know, obviously, who've got any um, qualified yoga teachers. Um, yeah, you know, we try and and like a good atmosphere. You know, yeah. it's, it's people's holidays. So yeah, absolutely. It's, not, it's people can come and spend, like, you know, just sleeping, or they
0: can come and have a great the whole experience. Yeah, because. Terra is a is a real hub for yoga and surf holidays, so yeah. it can be as active or inactive as you want. Also, when you are saying it's not like it used to, you know, when
1: you were mm-hmm. in your twenties backpacking. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's like um, I have like people coming from London and they, you know, teachers and stuff like that, and um, mm-hmm. they love it and they come back again and done it's an amazing value and they get like you know, yeah, like. They have an active holiday. They have good fun. They meet new people. Another friend of mine, he's like, you know, where would I have ever met these people before in my life? Yeah. You know, he's made lifelong friends. He goes to, like, surfing holidays for trips. With, like, uh-huh. um, they meet up and hang out. Yeah, you
0: just meet like-minded people. That yeah. it's. But also, you,
1: you meet people, who, you know, like at the same table having dinner, there'll be a doctor, a teacher, a student, um, you know. Uh-huh.
0: I call, um, like that saying obviously. that you should like have friends who are outside your normal like yeah. age range and yeah, exactly. socioeconomic yeah. background and, and that's what
1: I quite like about um, mm-hmm. the, you know the hostel I guess lifestyle
0: yeah I mean it's it's not all just sort
1: of, it's not like youth hustling that sort no nah.
0: It's like, a it's, like it's a it's a hotel where we meet friends, but we don't normally meet friends in a hotel. Mm-hmm. I went to Spain last year and yeah. I ended up staying in a hostel, and it was actually really cool because I hadn't stayed in a hostel for like years and years because yeah. I just have memories of like being nineteen in Barcelona, and um, <laughs> and it was a super cool space yeah. and reading uh, stylist magazine, the latest issue. Yeah, they're more like mini like design boutique hotels in yeah, a way. Yes. You know, of what you've created, anyway, yeah. and where I stayed.
1: It is, it's like, well, you get, it is, that's why I say, like, Amiel's a creative place because we got to start with nothing and then we literally actually physically built the building, you know, not mm-hmm. the actual building, but, you know, you built, you got to build like the bones of it. Uh-huh. We added stuff, we've made the roof terrace, we, you know, it's, it's pink and blue. It you know it looks beautiful. It's yeah. really cute. All the plants. I'm so proud that I've kept alive for <laughs> four years. Yeah. Uh-huh. and like growing. It's like a little
0: oasis.
1: It's, it, it, people love that terrace, and, mm-hmm. and you see the sea, and you get to hang out. And look. the guys are good fun to work with.
0: Yeah, and it's just a simple like you're not going to find really fancy hotels in Terra Zoo but it is starting there are more yeah, places that are opening there's up there's definitely fancy you know there is fancy mm-hmm.
1: hotels opening up and bars and mm-hmm. It's but in the heart and the essence of the village it's still a surf village yeah I mean they, you've got some nice really nice places as well um, and we're trying we're like maybe hopefully um, we're going to be developing um, with 6 ensuite rooms and a um restaurant Um, I think that'll be in the next year or so and uh, Tarazoo is changing it's a different beast than what it was 10 years ago Um, it's becoming more you know it's not just like an apartment you rent and it's dirty and disgusting you know now it's like becoming much more like what people want yeah it's adapting yeah it's growing it's adapting but the village per se is still the village you know and then you have um and you have the whole development of Tarazi Bay, which I mean, I just think that's a bit of a shame. Mm-hmm. Um, but they clearly think that seven luxury hotels is, is what to, to put on that land. West. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, a- and then you kind of, in that same spirit, that's how you grew to have Tamazir at Bayami the retreat space, isn't it? Yeah.
1: But you know, that's it. A- I was looking for another space. Um, and then we found then I got shown the house and it's just like perfect for yoga it's what people need in the yoga tree mm-hmm. it's isolated but yeah only 10 15 minutes away from villages it's quiet it's
0: a really peaceful spot. I think it's more like a little paradise on earth yeah is how I would describe it because there's nothing to do but yoga and you, attra- it's, you also, like, a, your vibe attracts your tribe. I know that's, like, so cliche, but you attract really cool people to yeah, come really, to your yoga retreat. Some really nice people. Yeah, right? I've met some really great creatives and yeah. the instructors that you
1: Yeah, I try recruit. to get... Yeah. For my retreats that I would hold, I would only, you know... I get many applications for people wanting to work, but... It's, you've got to have that feeling about that person
0: mm-hmm.
1: because you're placing their place you know the, the guest is placing their trust in you mm-hmm. but, and so you've got to be at 100% the for, for trust in the yoga instructor
0: yeah teacher and I just like it's a I mean the venue is unique but the location is unique in that whenever I've been there I just go out for like you can just walk forever yeah um through the Argan forest that you were talking about earlier, because it's the only place in the world where Argan trees go. And yeah, there's
1: just, one, apparently there's one place in Mexico when um, Morocco and... When Africa and America were stuck together, mm-hmm. there's a tiny little village in Mexico where they have Argan, but they don't make Argan. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. How interesting. But, so, but, but so this region, the seasonal dress region, is the only place where Argan is produced. And the stuff that you, you know, if you buy... Moroccan oil and things like that. I mean, in Europe it's I mean you might as well just
0: I don't know, mm-hmm. stick some baby oil in your hair. Exactly. No, <laughs> it's, it's so true. Whereas this is the real deal. Yeah. Truly want to help other female creatives, other female entrepreneurs realize their dreams. So I'm just wondering what tips you might have for anybody who's planning a yoga or creative retreat in Morocco. Um,
1: well, other than get in touch with me. <laughs> yeah. um, Which I do highly I second that. Um I think you need to, you, if, you're, if you've not been here before, then you need to be with somebody who like, you have trust in, and then someone who, who understands like the European market and the local market and how things are run. And um, once you've got, you know, like, once you've built that bond and that trust, and I think, you know, and you've got certain things that you, you need to be quite clear about what it is you need Mm-hmm. and what inter- you into you've to manage your expectations because it is more of like yeah you know you have to really realise it's like managing your expectations on anything is like quite right and- mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's a key to living here for yeah. sure <laughs> uh-huh. what about time of year? um mm-hmm.
1: Well, I'd avoid the heat of summer, which is quite funny, because like, obviously people want to go away in summer, but actually winter's quite a nice time. Here, winter's like the perfect time. I mean, winter is from September to June, so mm-hmm. you've got a really long time. I mean, it's, it's beautiful weather mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. So we're really lucky here to be like, have this sort of micro timer.
0: Yeah. And then what about designing an itinerary? Because I know you take people to Paradise Valley or to the Agadir Market. Anything other, like getting out of the retreat centers or anything else that they could see or do?
1: Yeah, they can go like to have like mass spa days or hammam and massages. I mean, you can do a day trip to mm-hmm. Um You can do the as you said, Paradise Valley. You can go to the suits. You can you know, show you where I would buy my stuff from. Um... You know the produce is really fresh, and I was in England for a while, and I was just so sort of sad, I guess, yeah. from the, from, the super, from like buying stuff in the supermarkets, and it, you know, it just felt like you're not anything you eat isn't like it's already got so many food miles on it. Whereas here, you know, you can go to the soup and it's literally I it, I would say it's probably been grown in this like hundred kilometer radius, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, and the food I choose for the for the retreats. You know, there's some things obviously that like aren't local, but when we when we when we're like sourcing the food, like I will ask the guy, "Is this from And He will tell me if it's from Fez or something. You know, or if it's flown in from Portugal, he'll tell me that as well. So you know, we try and like have like quite conscious decision making when we do that. That's and that's really nice. People love to go to the soup because it's not like. It's not like an Asda or oh, Waitrose or anything. Absolutely. It's, it's you know, it's, a,
0: it's an experience. It is an experience because you've taken me before um, to shop for different food stuff and we bought like spiced coffees mm-hmm. and fruits and vegetables. And I mean, it just feels like we can buy everything that you would need for the kitchen there. And so what are some of the specialty, food specialties of the region? Um, well, here is,
1: is the only area in the world that produces an um, So that's a very big thing. Argan oil, um, ameloo, which is like peanut butter mixed with honey, local honey and argan. Um, Yeah, these are like, you know, famous food items in this area. And argan, you you know, you can have... have, So argan oil, you can use for cosmetic oil or um, for for the cuisine. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. It's so good to yeah, dip that really fresh good. bread. Yeah, we really went nice. to the market last night, and that bread that we yeah. found, even though it was four dirhams a it was so <laughs> worth it. <laughs> that's because it was eat. Yes, and she, there was the only one sauce. person there. Yeah. She had the, the market. She had the monopoly. But I hear you do an octopus tagine. Yeah, my handy she gets the octopus
1: in. Um, that's also local. I mean, as in local, as in... Sometimes you can get it off the beach where I live. Um, but wild really. what really? time of day? <laughs> I think okay. the people get it in the morning. Um, but we have like, my head will get. He, you know, he, his his family are fish fishermen, and they they you know they'll turn up with kilos of octopus that they've caught, or kilos of fish. So one day we had um, a friend. Think, was it with you? Yeah, where because, we had the mussels. Yeah. yeah, that was Yeah, those real. Yeah, they, you know, he'd been spear diving, and we'd got those massive mussels that I'd never seen so large. Um, You know, I I keep asking them to get with the sea urchins because I'd really like to use them. Oh, what would you do with sea urchins? I think just cut them and eat them. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, But I think people are too scared to pick them up at the moment. I'm going to find someone. It's your mission.
0: Yeah. You'll do it
1: yourself if you have to. No? No, I'm too scared. You're it's pretty awesome. brave. Yeah, but not the old stings. <laughs> <laughs> like, we got when we were in Vietnam. Um, aside from this, um, okay. when we were in Vietnam, we were in like um, there's this little kid, and he I spent with the sea was like that big, and he was holding them, and me, my husband, the were like, Aah! they wow. had the in buckets, It was amazing, and they were like colorful as well.
0: Amazing. I'm just wondering, is surfing part of your daily life?
1: Um, I'd like it to be more.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <My daily life. laughs> we went surfing yesterday. Yeah. Um, well, you surfed. <laughs> I kind of laid on my board and floated. Um, I think
1: <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. surfing is part of my head. No surfing. To be honest, no surfing's not part of my actual daily routine. As much as um, I'd like it to be, it was quite busy. Mm-hmm.
0: and because mm-hmm. not only do you have the the hard stuff you... I could just lie and say it is it,
1: yeah you could <laughs> so I think it's part of my daily life I love to get in the water every day um,
0: but I don't like
1: to be in the water when it's cold and I'm a real wuss with the water
0: really and is it cold a lie no, it's not no. it's just me okay <laughs> alright
1: um, it's, it's you know comparing it to Europe people will come here and they you know it's like the temperature's amazing yeah if you're in, you're in Europe and you've been working in your office and it's twenty two degrees here all year round. Even when it, if it even on the like rare time it rains, it's still not you know below eighteen degrees mm-hmm. in the day. And the water temperature's nineteen. Um, you know you can surf with a four three on. Um, I would I would I would use that thickness suit, but you know other mm-hmm. people they can surf with a thinner three two, and yeah they, they, you know it's it's much. It's so much less cold than England. Yeah. But you live on the beach. Do you get to go to the beach, beach every day? Yeah, I try and walk, yeah, I go to yeah. for a walk on the beach every day. Uh-huh. It's so I just I look, just at, the, love I look at the beach every single day. Yeah, you look <laughs> at the beach. <laughs> I look at it and I love it. I love yeah. I you know, if I can spend twenty minutes in my bed looking at the waves, I mean that's like mm-hmm. amazing, yeah, you know. Yeah. I feel really blessed.
0: It's just pretty, hearing it, like yeah. the sound of the waves crashing because 'cause I've just come from Marrakesh and we're going back to Marrakech later it's in 40 degrees celsius and here i'm wearing a jean jacket and like pants yeah um today's quite chilly, but still pleasant it is nice, yeah. yeah beyond terra tourism is generally ready to boom um, we can see this in the hotel developments that are dotting the coastline at the moment so i'm just wondering what are some of the exciting things to do in the region for those who may want to take a day away from surfing
1: um Okay, so if you wanted a day to relax, I mean, you could go to a fancy hotel and have like a lunch there and like sit by the pools and some cocktails, or you could go to do a trek and the horses. Um, really? Where? In the ranches. They do like horse oh, wow. trekking into the mountains and okay. on the beaches and camel rides. Um, what else can you do? There's. Um, Croco Park in Agadir which mm-hmm. I mean it depends if you've also got kids you know there is like um, extreme parks which is like got uh, fun fairs and things like that and then there's um, zip lines they are building in the uh, new resorts a tennis academy which looks massive um, uh, so that might be quite fun to play tennis
0: and what about day excursions because you go to Paradise Valley I've yep. only been there once and it was raining and I didn't really get the feel for it but what is so what Paradise we do, Valley when, when, when we go
1: to Paradise Valley it's the whole day trip and it's quite an experience um, so you would go around at 11 o'clock and then you would drive into the mountains and then uh, we stop at an Argon co-op mm-hmm. and uh, the ladies are there I mean they're not there for show they actually are there you know I drop in to pick up products for my friends and family you know, they're still working away, so they're they're cut banging the argan because it's, you can't do that by machine. Um, so they, they show you how they produce their argan, and they explain to you the difference between the argan that's cosmetic and the argan that's um, uh, used for cooking. And then they'll you know they'll have all the local honeys that you can use, and they show you, tell you all the stuff mm, that they yeah. can that you know this is good for that, this is good for that. Um, and then, so you you know, that's really, it's in a beautiful botanical gardens. Um, and actually, they've just opened up now a cooking little area and a nice little restaurant there. So, so then we go into the van, so then we get back into the van and you go all we'll go into the valley. It's about the whole. you know, the drive's about an hour, but if you include the trip there, the stop off, it's a bit longer. So you go into the valley and then um, you just get out and you start the hike into the valley. And then we stop depending on the time. We stop for lunch. We'll have the lunch, and then you're gonna go hiking for more. So you, you, there's like a, the, there's rock pools, there's massive like it's a gorge, and then there's pools, and there's people swimming and jumping. Oh, and then you can go up to the end, and then there's um, and then you walk down back to the riverbed. Oh wow! So it's quite fun. And they can. And my hand is there. He'll do like a crazy jump. Um, <laughs> So depending on who's your guide, mm-hmm. what jumps they do, they all have for what their little mm-hmm. their little, their little show trick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me, I don't. No, no. But that, that's Matilda Midtilde, my daughter's coming. She jumps from a higher spot than I do.
0: Mean. <laughs> wow! And so they are quite deep these rock pools. Yeah, they're super deep.
1: And also, you know, we all know the place. We all know the places where you can jump and where you can't jump. I okay. Mean, we, 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 it's, okay. You know. It's literally like, yeah, don't jump there, jump there. Mm-hmm. I've seen someone break their leg. They didn't have a guide. No, they didn't have That is crazy.
0: Um, but you you mentioned the honey, because the honey from this region is actually amazing. I've purchased some when I was near Tarodont. Mm-hmm. And wow, that... Yes, yeah, it is. I mean, they, I think they
1: they use it like you know as an aphrodisiac they use it as like a cure cure for this or a cure for that depends what you know Mm -hmm. from which bees uh, which bees they've been Mm -hmm. getting their pollen from
0: yeah which plants I mean and they I just remember we just stopped at some local's house and he had a whole load of honey for sale that's where we bought it like when you were in Terradam yeah Yeah. near Terradam yeah yeah they, have, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they have it like put all along the post groups. Yeah. Okay, just a quick time out. Because if you're keen to explore Morocco, let me tell you about Sun Trails, a private tour operator based in Marrakesh. I've had the pleasure of being both a paying customer on a holiday through the south of Morocco, but also just traveling with Chris because he is a friend after all. That aside, Chris is genuinely passionate about discovering the hidden gems dotting the country and meeting people like architects and musicians undertaking interesting initiatives. He then puts all of this together in an itinerary for guests who are looking for more than just a standard tour of Morocco. He's been on the podcast twice, so if you want to find out more, check out episode one and episode 19, or get in touch with me via mandyandmorocco.com, and I'll happily put you in touch. And Agadir does have its own airport, so people can fly directly into Agadir and then come down the coast. Yeah. Or what I've been doing is taking the bus from Marrakech, And I have to say, that is such a beautiful drive. The, mount- the Anti-Atlas Mountains, I feel like they're really... They don't get the same attention that the high Atlas Mountains yeah. do, and they're absolutely stunning. Like One of my favorite things to do when I'm at Tamazir, Miami, or the retreat center, is just going for a walk through the Argon Forest. Yeah, That's that, stunning. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, you know, it's, it's a special area, and
1: it's... And you don't cross boards of other tourists. In fact, mm. you don't well, even when you're cross in, anybody. No, when in Tamazir, Miami, York, you, don't, you wouldn't see any tourists. I mean, I've seen two German ladies once having a walk and I go up there quite regularly Um, you know once I once you're in the retreat um, and me and and the teachers but you you would be like in your little bubble Mm -hmm. and um, then you'd have the family the local families coming you know passing with their goat herd Mm -hmm. and that's about it and the sound of the
0: the call to prayer
1: yeah the tiny little mosque
0: yeah. 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 So as a former director of photography working in film, are there any films that you'd want to pursue in Morocco? Any story ideas, storylines? I did have yeah, I did have an idea when I first came.
1: Um and I haven't had one since. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm too, Been too busy, busy. busy running um, no we did want to do an idea it's quite close to like my handsome um, family as about it's about fishermen really uh, fishing in the Sahara because in this area a lot of the guys they're employed by fishing so they go down to the Sahara and they go on the boats and they spend months there fishing you know for and it's
0: and by and the Sahara you mean like
1: Dakla, Dabla yeah um, so this want to just like do a little film about that because it seems quite interesting. You know, then the women are left with the with the you know to bring right. up the house to, to do that, and they've gone for three months at a time. It's quite interesting, I think. Wow! And
0: yeah. you've met some of these fishermen, yeah? they're
1: like friends and family, yeah.
0: Wow! Yeah. And what's their life like? It's spicy. They eat a lot of. It. Yeah, <laughs> don't, don't a lot. yeah.
1: Um, it's just a, they're just a simple Moroccan lifestyle. You know, it's not extravagant or finding means well.
0: can you actually do
1: that project
0: um once I get a manager <laughs> <laughs> no but it sounds really fascinating that would be really because I don't know anybody who's touched on because there is migrant workers and you know, the other thing is like
1: you know they're working for like all these massive toolers I mean it's very 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 dangerous work they work all night and all day and all, you know Wow! Um, Sleeping on the boats and I don't, it seems it seems crazy. They're going out for that. I mean, mm-hmm. there's all this like there's all this stuff about uh, like rights disputes, you know. Fishing, oh, yeah. There's like a lot of fishing rights disputes about it. There's you know the unclaimed territories or the claimed territories of mm-hmm. South Morocco and so intrigue. <laughs> wow. So,
0: yes, if you had a good writer, you could um, make quite an interesting feature of the I think you should do like a Kickstarter campaign, now and get that idea off the ground.
1: I mean, I wasn't mm-hmm. too it, but um, yeah, it's, it, I think it. I'm not really at the place right now to um, get back into making films, but I do want to start seeing um, it a bit more with making films. Again. Mm-hmm.
0: There's just endless stories to be told in Morocco, there's I feel always, like there's... there's... always funny stories. Uh-huh. Exactly. So... So do you have any retreats coming up?
1: I mean, we've got one with um, Mary Burnett coming up and Karina Car- Crawford. Um, that's a surf, yoga, and boxing retreat. Wow. So be...
0: That's for really active people.
1: Uh, <laughs> I think the yoga, there will be, like, quite... Um, Mary's, Mary's very gentle. So, okay. So... Um, it's a nice mix uh-huh. and I know Karina is on the go the whole time um and then we have our feminine hour retreat uh-huh. in um with ice and Patricia and we have some other retreats maybe a bar retreat is coming up um our new year's retreat with some Spanish teachers um we have uh and a male teacher's doing his retreat there.
0: really our
1: first retreat. um Samuel yeah
0: amazing it's
1: exciting, uh,
0: but, amazing. Yeah. and then you're there and you help the instructors with their menu development and yeah. I, planning out their week sort of thing
1: yeah be, you know when we when I um, when we get in touch so I, I, have, I have some amount of information and then like you know a schedule and then they're going to make their, their schedule and then I would be like well this is better for that, that's better for mm-hmm. this you know we we'll just revise it a bit, help them a bit with timings Um you know, explain how how far it is from you know if they wanted to do this and that, can they fit it into that day? Mm-hmm. Because, like, say for example, if you want to go to Paradise Valley, uh, but then you also put in a surf schedule and you schedule that in, it's just impossible to do both. Yeah. But we've had like yeah, so we have people who come and do extra, like they they book the retreat with the teacher and then they come and do it every day they want to surf as well. Wow, they're much more active than I.
0: They run a gym. gym. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you for the last four days. It's been so fun. It feels like hanging quickly. Out. I know, but yet it feels like I've been here forever. That's funny, isn't it? Yeah, time flies in okay? Honestly, um, it does. Like oh yeah, the days just fly right by, and mm. then, oh god. If you're a fan of getting off the tourist trail and planning to be in Marrakech, join us for one of our Tasting Marrakech food and cultural tours. On our Tasting Marrakech Giliz tour, we explore some of the 20th century architecture in Marrakech, stop at some of our favorite art galleries housed in Art Deco Gems, and wander through parks and religious buildings that surprise visitors who dare to venture beyond the Marrakech Medina. We chat history, eat street food, and shop, you know, some of my favorite things. But don't just take it from me. Conde Nast Traveler recently included this tour on its roundup of 10 cool things to do in Marrakech. Our website is tasting-marrakech.com for more details. That's Marrakech with a CH. All of our tours are private and bespoke, so we take you only to the places that interest you. But for now, it's time to say see you in two weeks when I'll be back in the studio after a short break. In the meantime, if you want to discuss a collaboration or partnership, please feel free to get in touch via my website, mandyinmorocco.com. And if you're a fan of Why Morocco, I would be so grateful if you could rate and review this podcast on your favorite channel or spread the love by sharing on your social media networks. Just don't forget to tag me at Mandy Morocco so I can be sure to thank you for helping me share my love of Morocco.